there, and welcome to another episode of Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I've said this before, I might be the luckiest person in the speaking industry because I get to host this podcast, which means I get to talk to really smart people who are doing really interesting things and building amazing speaking businesses. And today we have Michelle Villalobos. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Speakernomics. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So to kick off this interview and before we get started with the details, I want to know we're going to talk in this interview about YouTube and things that you've done to really help grow your business using video. So what are your two best tips for speakers on how to utilize YouTube to grow their business? The first one is to title the video first before you record, and we'll unpack that later. And the second is to focus on quantity, maybe even over quality. Ooh, wow. Well, you know, we've been hearing for years that video, 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 video is super important. And I think in the last couple of years, we've really discovered that this is true. So I think for a lot of speakers who maybe have avoided doing a lot of videos and maybe have avoided YouTube because they're like, I'm not some 16 year old gamer. What are you talking about? I think this is going to be a real powerful and important episode. So, Michelle, let's talk about your business first, because your business is a little different than a lot of speakers. You have been built this entire business teaching people how to monetize communities. Now, for those of you who don't know Michelle, and I don't know how you could not know her, Michelle Villalobos is a certified speaking professional and a member of the Million Dollar Speakers Club. And what she does is she runs business retreats for superstars. She teaches them how to make money by creating communities, membership groups, mastermind programs, all kinds of things that are going to create recurring revenue. And so that's your main business. But to promote that, you speak all over the country, actually all over the world. So let's talk a little bit about about how your business is structured and how you got into this crazy world of speaking. <laughs> Well, and, and interestingly, I started in the crazy, not started my whole career, but when I started my business very early on, I got the opportunity to speak and I got bit by the bug and I was like, oh my God, I want to be a speaker. I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be on stages all the time. And I really quickly decided like, how do I do this? And so I set my sights on being a speaker and a, a speaker, a trainer, facilitator, and I did that for about seven and a half years before I got really burnt out on being in, in what I consider a grind of constantly having to land business and then deliver and land and deliver. And I was traveling a ton and I, you know, I just, I burnt out and I decided to shift my model so that instead of speaking, being the back end, AKA being the ultimate thing I was trying to sell, I shifted it so that speaking became the front end of the business and the other things that I offer really became the back end, ultimately leading to something where I had a membership group, monthly recurring revenues that created stability. So I could actually speak a lot less on the front end than I used to, because I don't need that much speaking business to drive this model. Well, and you've done a really good job of it. You've created a great business model. And for years, you have been very generous in helping educate so many people in the NSA community about how they can do that type of, of a business model that, that you have. 
So coming up, coming up here in just a couple of weeks, you're going to be one of the featured speakers at the National Speakers Association's Winter Conference, which is called Thrive, which I think is very fitting because so many of the people we have coming to speak, they are thriving. In good times and bad, their businesses are still thriving. And you're one of those examples. And you're going to talk to us about cracking the YouTube code, how to build a channel that drives business. So let's just jump into to why YouTube and why now? Ultimately, I didn't decide I wanted to do YouTube. It was someone who came to me and said, you need to be on YouTube. You could really do this. His name is Nate Woodbury. He's also a member of NSA. You might know him. And it was him that convinced me that I needed to focus on this and that it could work. And so the real question or the, the, the opportunity, I think, is if you believe that being a thought leader slash influencer on YouTube would drive business, then this could be a good model. If you have, if you're someone who is trying to build an audience, if you're trying to be a you know top resource for something specific, and if you want people to type in this thing and have you pop up, YouTube is a really, really great way to become that. Well, and in today's world, you know, the speaking industry has changed a lot in the last two years. And we've talked a lot about that on Speakernomics now in the, the past year and month that the show has existed. So now I think all of us need to be positioned as that expert. So, you know, and Nate is really smart at it. He's one of the leading people teaching teaching YouTube. So he was probably a great person to guide you into this. He, he not only taught me everything I know and continues to, because he's constantly up leveling and iterating, he's the producer of my channel. So his team and him, he and his team are the ones actually executing what I'm going to share with you guys. Awesome. Well, I want to dive into your tips. So your first tip was title your video before you record it. Now, I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants person. I mean, obviously, you know, because I'm interviewing you right now, you know, there's not a list of questions. Uh, This podcast or any of the other ones that I host, it's not eight questions in a lightning round. We're kind of feeling this out as we go. And I like to make videos the same way. So oftentimes I think I'll have to title it afterwards because I don't know where I'll go. Why would I title it before I record it? This is probably the the heart of the strategy, what I'm going to share and why this matters. The idea that like Nate's concept, Nate's strategy is built around creating an entire ecosystem of content around a a main topic that you want to be known for. Let's say that your main topic, like mine. Okay. Let's just use me as an example. My main topic that I want to be known for, one of them is like how to make money as a coach, consultant, speaker, like how to drive long-term recurring revenues from, from speaking. So it could be like make money coaching or make money speaking or something like that. Now, if I just put out a video called make money coaching or make money speaking, I'm competing with thousands and thousands of other people and videos and it's very hard. There's a lot of noise in that short, you know, but very broad statement. Right. And I could write, I could probably do 200 videos on that topic. So the idea is to instead go narrow and deep into very specific topics that are related to that broader topic. Nate uses the analogy of a trunk of a tree, the branches and the leaves. So the trunk of the tree is like make money coaching or become a successful coach. The branches are, you know, how to do group coaching or how to, you know, 
larger topics underneath that. But then the leaf topics are like how to run a successful discovery call to sell coaching services, right? Or how to um, tell a client no if you don't want to work with them or something like that. Like These are the leaf topics are very small. And Nate's strategy, which is the one we've implemented and that's working really well, is to do many, many of those small ones that add up. And over time, you know, several months, maybe longer, over time, Google's like, oh, wow, they really know all these topics that are related to this one bigger topic. Let's go ahead and, and start to serve up her videos to other people who are looking for these types of topics. And, so, you know, eventually Google or YouTube starts to serve up your videos to new people and starts to push you along and you start to ride the wave of, of YouTube. But the way you start is by owning these these long tail search questions and they're very exact and this is really important and people get this wrong you're looking on like sem rush or one of these tools that i'll be sharing at winter conference i might be going too in depth here right now but no people 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 like in-depth actionable items on speakernomics so i'm not going to stop you from sharing the how-to's Okay. So the how to is like, you find the exact topic and I'm going to say, even if they misspell it, like the search topic, whatever it is, that's what you title the video. And then you go and what I do, cause I'm a lot like you, Tom fly by the seat of my pants. I like to be in the moment, very improvisational. You, you write an outline and then you just riff from the outline. Nice. So what you're saying is instead of having something broad, like, like how to make money coaching, I would imagine in the world of YouTube and the types of videos that out there, there must be millions of them. And some people who are really well established are just going to own that search. But what you're saying is make your video title by doing research in advance, make it so specific that it is something. And I'm just taking what you said is, you know, how, you know, how to tell a client, no, you know, as a coach. That might only be searched by a couple of thousand people rather than a couple of million people, but you're going to show up. And if you do enough of those videos, you're going to show up enough times where YouTube, their algorithm is going to say, Michelle Villalobos, she's awesome. And they're just going to start feeding you to more people in search and, and suggested. I was pulling up my own so I could give you examples of like what my videos do. And they, the, the, what the, the sweet spot that I'm looking for now, I'm giving you a real like how to is I'm looking for, believe it or not, between 10 and 200, maybe 300 searches a month for my topic. So just to give an example of how, how narrow I go is like uh, how to create sacred space for an event or a retreat. Um, another one is how to host a virtual event on Facebook how to let go of expectations and change your life, right? These are the types of topics that are very narrow and long tail. Um, uh, let's see, what is a monetization model? Um, what are the stages of personal development? How to build a spiritual coaching business, right? These are narrow to how to build a health coaching business. So you're going narrower, but you do a lot of them. And over time, YouTube's like, wow, this person's really committed. They, they get, and then here's another thing that, 
probably going too deep again, but whatever. Like as long as people watch a certain percentage of the video. So it's, it's quantity. Like I said, it may be even a little bit of quantity over quality. It's quality too. So people have to watch a certain amount for YouTube to really get the sense like, Oh, they're good at this. So, you know, they, we want the longest view time possible. And I'm aiming for usually 10 to 12 minutes of content and for people to watch 70, 80% of the way through. So it's interesting because I've been studying a little bit of YouTube, so I understand a little bit of what you're talking about. And, and some people who maybe haven't looked into how the YouTube algorithm works may, may not understand. So I just want to paraphrase on, on going back on this. So you're looking for things that are being searched by very few people. I mean, 10 to 200 searches. When we go into a tools when a month, when we go into tools like uh, SEMrush or VidIQ or TubeBuddy, which are the popular ones that most people use to find these things out, a lot of people are doing just the opposite. They're like, oh, what what are a million people searching for? Oh, we don't want that. It's but we won't we won't compete. But on my thing, like how to launch a retreat business or how to do a women's empowerment event, and there's 180 people, chances are mine is gonna go to number one tomorrow. And, and the beauty of YouTube and the thing that makes it just the best, I think, is that it's cumulative. I don't have to keep posting every day like you do on Facebook and Instagram, which I hate. Well, and, like that's, you, and that's a very good point. A lot of social media, they say a Twitter post is gone in like eight minutes or something like that and will never be seen by anybody if they didn't log on to Twitter during the eight minutes from the time you posted it. This is an evergreen platform cumulative it's always it's additive like every day you get more views and the more views you get the more credibility you get the more subscribers you get and that's where like you know i want to talk about at winter conference like turning it into business is kind of a big thing like yeah you got to get views yeah you got to use all these strategies and it's also about calls to action and moving them over into your own ecosystem right whether that's an email list or however you're nurturing people all right. So what we've talked about so far, your your first tip is a perfect segue to your second tip, which is you have to do a lot of volume because if you're targeting things that are going to have 100 searches a month, you're lucky. You're lucky with that, that one person's going to take your call to action, you know, or less. So therefore, you've got to put out a lot of videos. This isn't once a month. I'm going to do a video that I'm an expert on retreats. Right. And I mean, I'm not, I think Nate would say I'm channeling my internet, like do something no matter what. Um, and weekly is better than monthly and daily is better than weekly. I mean, that's ultimately what it boils down to. It's been a commitment. I have, you know, uh, but once a week, like you could take a, maybe a little broader topic. Now I'm, you know, kind of just do something, but make sure you do the research first and make it, make sure it's something I think if you're only going to do weekly, let's say pick a topic that has some traction, go check it out on YouTube. See if anybody else is doing it. Maybe that that exact type title has 500 searches a month or a thousand or 2000, but nobody's, nobody's competing for it. So that's good to know, do that. Um, and, and just, you know, make sure that it's a topic that's not just going to generate watches, but it's also going to probably be your ideal audience that's watching it. So you've made a commitment to do this and, and working with Nate and his team. How often are you releasing, releasing videos that are related to your general tree trunk, as you described it? How often are you doing branches and leaves uh, videos? I'm daily. So we're, we're doing, and the way I do it is that I'm batching it. I'm shooting usually once 
a month or once every two months and I'm shooting 20 to 40 videos at a time. So you're releasing Monday through Friday or are you releasing on the yeah, weekends Monday as well? Monday through Friday. Okay. Monday through Friday. Awesome. Well, that, that, that is a big commitment. How long ago did you start this? Two, two and a half years ago. Now I will say that there was a good, maybe eight months in there where I went to weekly. I got tired. I got burnt out, not just of YouTube. It was a lot going on. Um, and I, and I decided to go to weekly for a little while and then we ended up going back to daily and I lost some traction there, I think in terms of momentum. And the truth is Tom, my video, my channel is not huge. It's, I don't know, 6,000, 6,500 subscribers right now. I'm going to take a look. 7,000. Ooh, 7,000. <laughs> you, you jumped up 500. Who knew? Yeah. Um, but it drives business and that's the key. And that like, I don't, you don't need a million subscribers if you're doing it strategically, in my opinion. So how long did it take for that elusive YouTube algorithm to start putting your videos in front of people? Because I know from my own research and, and my own videos that early on, you do a lot of work. You put videos, you're getting nine views, 12 views, 36 views, and you're like, what? There's supposed to be a thousand searches a month for this and nobody's seeing it. How long did it take for you to get traction? Well, some videos right away, like I got a, a note from Nate's team a, a week ago or so, like, hey, this video got 360 views when right away, we're going to hold off on posting a couple more for the next couple of days to really drive this one. So every once in a while, just nail one, you well, know, and then. And my question was, though, when you started, how long did it take until you started to see actual business coming in from your YouTube? Okay, actual business coming in, it took about a year. Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've heard is that it's really common that you have to be committed to doing this. And as you said, doing more volume than you think you should be, you have to be doing it for, for a long time. So now a lot of your business is coming in as, again, coaches and people who are putting on retreats. But this would work for speakers as well, because people are searching for things, right? Yeah. And I think if, you know, as long as so I'm not trying to position, I'm not using YouTube to get speaking engagements. You know, I'm using it to get end, end clients. And if I were, I would just, that would be the call to action. I'd be like, instead of, Hey, book a discovery call with me to discover how you can do retreats and mastermind. I'd be saying, Hey, you know, check out my speaker page and think about inviting me to speak at your conference or your association. So, um, I, you know, I think as long as it would serve you to be considered an industry leader or a thought leader in a specific space, um, then I think that this could serve you to drive business. Once you, you just have to have the right calls to action, lead people to the right place. So I, I love this idea of calls to action. I haven't run across this. I, I, I'm not a disciple of Nate's. I haven't gone through this. So let's talk about in all of your videos, you have calls to action. What what are they and how would this, let's translate this then to speakers a little deeper than we just did. I would say, so my calls to action, I'm driving people to my email list. That's a big one. Um, I'm, I'm driving people to discovery calls. Uh, so those are my two big calls to action. I give away a free monetize your magic playbook. I'm giving away business alignment assessments. I'm giving away, you know, retreats to riches roadmap. I've created all these freebies that I give and the call to action. And you know, so I give those a lot. And then if it's a perfectly aligned 
topic, like, you know, how to grow your one successful one-to-one coaching business into a group model. Like that's an ideal client for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to direct them to a discovery call Um, and how a speaker could do it. You know, it may be like number one, becoming known in their topic for sure. Like, you know, thought leadership, here's the, here's the content that I talk about. And I, and I give away a lot of things. Um, and I recommend giving away a lot of things, but on the other side, it might be too, like, you might want to give some ideas, like how to choose a successful speaker for a blah, blah, financial, um, uh, you know, financial planners conference or whatever your area is, you might want to create some content that's directed toward the hiring person or the person that, that would make that decision, assuming there's some, like at least a little bit of search volume for that. Sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about this crazy algorithm and, and, and search volume and the way it works. You, you alluded to the fact that you make videos that are about 10 to 12 minutes and your hope is people will stick around for 60% or more. If that's your goal, how do you make a video where people stick around and how do you work? How do you work towards the algorithm, even noticing you? Okay. So this is, this is Nate's genius right here. I mean, I never would have figured this stuff out without him, but essentially what he taught me is that at the beginning of the video, you do something called content hooks. So you start the video with a hook, which is like, Hey, this is the awesome thing you're going to get out of this video. This is why you're going to want to watch it. But the second thing you do is here's what I'm going to teach you what what I'm going to share in this video, this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And by the way, at the end, I'm going to give you this amazing thing. That's the best secret of all or whatever. Like you seed or open loop is another way to think of it. Something really juicy all the way through. So it's like, you really want to watch the whole thing. So that's one way to do it. And then how long are the videos that you're, that you're making? And and is there a formula for what's the right length to a YouTube video? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently like Nate, I think that he's settled now and things change and evolve. And one of the cool things that, that, that we do is we watch the evolution of the, you know, of the algorithm and okay, now this is working and that's not working anymore. Right. So right now our target is about 12 minutes um, for a video. Some of my videos are 10, some of them are 18, but 12 is kind of that sweet spot. And then you said you're watching the data. So let's talk about the data that YouTube gives you and that you can get from some third-party add-ons to to be able to see it. Because the truth is, what I've learned in, in studying this is that YouTube's algorithm is really hard to figure out, but they're also giving you all the data you need once you've put enough videos out there and you have a little bit of traction. I mean, you can't put two videos out and expect that you're going to crack that code. No, no. And the truth is, I know a little bit about the data and there's, you know, there's, there's the watch time. That's a big thing. Like how long are people watching? And one of the things that Nate's team does is they're like, okay, people are clicking out after here. So something you did here, let's watch the video. Let's analyze what happened at that marker. I went off on a tangent or blah, blah, blah. So sometimes I'll take that same topic, same title, and I'll do a new video and release it. And I've got two videos on the exact same thing, but I've corrected the issue with the first one. So then you leave the first one up. You're not pulling down old videos. No, never. Why would we pull it down? It's just adding to the library and to the credibility and to the, you know, yeah, we volume. Remember, we want that. So a lot of people in the speaking business are impatient. I don't know if you've ever noticed that they they want results like immediately 
And, you know, you said that you invested time and money to do this, and it took a year until you started seeing the results. So, so let's talk about what you do during that first year when you're not getting results. What, what are you doing to, to make sure that you're, you're moving ahead, at least in a productive manner, if you're not getting a lot of subscribers and you're not getting a lot of business? Well, and I think that part of it is to really connect to the vision of what you're creating on YouTube and why, like there's definitely the vision of, Oh, I want to generate more business. This is a good marketing strategy. Okay. I just don't think that's a sustainable vision that's going to pull you through. If, if you do have a hard time and let me, let me parenthetically say, not everybody takes as long as me. He Nate's had other clients that have like taken off faster. You know, it's kind of like, I was kind of uncertain in the beginning. Do I want to do this? Do I want to focus on that? So that might've been part of it. I wasn't as clear, but the, the point is like, for me, a more compelling vision and the one that pulls me into like now going on my third year, um, and, and, and I do generate business and it is lucrative, but I also get like a lot of not qualified people that end up on my calendar from this. And I'm working on dealing with that. So it's not all rainbows and unicorns. And I bring that up because, because the vision that sustains me through that is this is my gift to, to the planet. Like I'm helping people like in Bangladesh, I get emails from people like you changed my life. And I'm like, they'll never buy a retreat. They'll never be in my inner circle. They'll never do a coaching program with me, but I get to give to them. So for me, that's a vision. That's kind of a more compelling vision that just, this is a marketing strategy. Now, granted, if it didn't work as a marketing strategy, I wouldn't be doing it two and a half years later. Right. But I think that from that day one, if you, if you got clear about something that was more compelling beyond just a marketing strategy, that this is like a way to touch people that you'd never feel find otherwise people that might never afford to hire you like this, whatever that is, you know, for you, what's the vision and then really commit to that so that at least it gets you through that first, you know, that first hump. Well, you've, you've got me excited about your presentation at the national speakers associations winter conference. That's coming up at the end of February, because clearly in 25 minutes, we have not been able to go as deep as you're going to go in your presentation. So to end this interview, Obviously, we want people to all come and see the whole thing, but let's have a couple of maybe one or two little action items that you'll be serving up. Like like if somebody is listening to this, nodding their head going, you know what? Tom and Michelle are right. I should be I should be looking at YouTube. I should be doing some videos. What action item would you give people who are just getting started? I mean, I would say what can really help is to stir up some excitement, to stir up your creative vibes. Most of us speakers are creators, right? That's why we're in this industry. We love to create. We love to share what we know and what we discover. So, you know, I think a way to stir up that desire and that excitement would be to get on one of these search, you know, like SEM Rush or one of the ones you mentioned and start just going down the rabbit holes of your topic. Like, you know, if you're Tom, what is it that you speak about? Like, what is the main, the, what's the tree trunk of what you speak about? Sure. Well, I speak about, you know, human connection, your network and, and building that brand that, that brings you business. Okay. So, I mean, typing into SEM rush, like networking, bleed generation or, you know, and just starting to play and see what comes up and get excited, like about these topics and like, Oh, that's interesting. That's intriguing. And I would say, come up with your first, I don't know, 20 topics or so, and just, you know, start record a video on one of them and post it up, like see what happens. 
Well, you've got me fired up because one of the things when I look is like, wow, there's only like 2,000, 1,000 searches a month on my topic. And I think, oh, my topic sucks for YouTube. But there's a whole bunch of little little sub, as you called them, branches that come off of it. And I've been looking at it going, oh, there's not enough volume because it's not 40,000 searches a month. Now you've got me fired up that whatever a speaker's topic is, there's probably enough enough search that if you do enough videos, you're going to be able to see some payoff on the long run. Yeah. And the beauty is like, you don't have to keep doing them forever. They'll stay out there and they'll, you know, let's say you built, maybe you just it's a, think of it as like a mini series. I don't know. This, this is not Nate approved, but, <laughs> but like, let's say you just come up with 50 videos and that's your library on YouTube of your 50 topics, all of which have, I don't know, 50 searches a month, every month, you're going to have all these videos putting their feelers out into the world for you, you know, you could just stop and then have that out there. Granted, it won't keep growing as fast or as much, but it's cumulative. Like as long as the videos are still relevant and people are still searching for those topics, those will be out there. So, and here's a little thing that I've learned with my own little, little, my toe in the water. I am, I am no Michelle Villalobos in, in, in dealing with YouTube, but my own little toe in the water of making more videos the last six or eight weeks It also has made me much more comfortable talking on video and look what's happened to our industry the last two years. You know, for most of us, myself, more than half of my presentations are either live or recorded. And so by doing those 50 videos, that that mini series that you referred to, you yourself are going to get so much better looking into the camera, emoting your emotion. It's just going to make you a better virtual speaker. Even if you never get a lead from YouTube, 50 videos later, you're going to be a better video presenter and that's what we all need to do. So, Michelle, this has been this has been delightful. Thank you so much for being a guest on Speakernomics and sharing all of this with everybody. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Oh, and if, if you're not already signed up for the winter conference for the National Speakers Association, after hearing that, that's just one presentation that we're going to have over those three days. Sign up. It is not too late to sign up and come to Orlando to join us at Thrive 2022. And please join us every single week right here on Speakernomics, because this is the podcast where I'm trying to bring interviews that are going to inspire you like this one did. And every week, we're going to bring you more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And who doesn't want to do that? And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.